Hello, my dears. Welcome back to another episode of Main Character Energy with Josephine Moon. I know it's been a very long time. It's just, I've been busy. I've been depressed. <laughs> I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Life has just been so exhausting. And, you know, I'm in my flop era. Me and the Kardashians, like, we're one and the same at this point. We're in our flop era. And I just haven't had the energy. So this episode, I just want to warn you guys, like I might be talking on full speed. So prepare yourselves. Anywho, I went to see Beyonce in New York at the end of July and it was a transcendental experience. Like it was absolutely amazing. It was so stunning. I was just obsessed. Um, I had to go to Jersey, unfortunately. You guys know. Well, I don't know if you know, if you guys know. Hate Jersey. Well, to be fair, I hate a lot of things. I'm in my hating era, but it's also not hating. It's just like I have taste. Anywho, um, it was just the best experience. Like, we had so much fun. She was freaking amazing. Like, vocals, 10 out of 10. Choreography was giving, like, 6 out of 10 because, like, she wasn't dancing as much as she used to. But, like, that's okay because I've seen her four other times, apparently. Um, costumes, 10 out of 10. Like, it was just a gorgeous experience. And I was so obsessed with it and in such a deep depression afterwards that me and my friend a week later the next Sunday drove down to DC and saw her again and ended up like sneaking into like the box suite areas um, and watching her in the rain and just like dancing and crying and doing the choreography. It was just like the best time over and over. I was very, very, very close to like flying back to Texas because that's where my family is and just trying to get like a last minute ticket to see her for a third time. But I decided that I, I need to get a grip. So <laughs> unfortunately, I won't be going, but my sister and my brother are going tonight. Or I guess when you guys listen to this, it'll be yesterday. And I know they're going to have the best time. And I want to cry that I'm not there. Um, but, you know, that's life. Anywho, um, complete side note. But I was talking to my friend about this the other night because I was just like, I can't tell if I'm just in this phase where everything is annoying me and everyone is annoying me just like people are just constantly complaining and whining about things that are just so mundane um and i feel like the past like few weeks um maybe the past like month or a month and a half i've just been in this place where i just have not an ounce of energy to care about like things that are just irrelevant and that rephrase that I deem irrelevant that has nothing to do with my life and I can't help or fix or be there for someone so just like hearing someone complain about something is just like draining for me um which is crazy because I love to complain but after a while it's like oh my god enough enough you know anywho that leads me to I feel as though I've just been in my hating era as I was saying but I just like I've had a few people in my life over the past year I want to say just like really <laughs> like beating down my soul. Is that even a sentence? I, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, they've really beaten down my soul with just like their constant excuses. And you, I've from the very beginning of me talking on this podcast when I created this like three years ago, whenever it was, I, t- I think I talk about friends all the time and how like I went through this phase. And since then, I've just like, if a friendship is not serving me and I can't serve them, like... I'm done. Like, I'm just going to remove myself. I think anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that, like, when I'm done, I'm done. Especially when it comes to friendships. Um, But I feel like over the past year, I've just had this, like, the same experiences with a few different people where it's just like, 
you have got to get your shit together. Like the entire time I've known you, everything is just like, oh, well, I can't because like I did this or I had anxiety. So I had to show up three hours late whenever we were supposed to hang out or I have to cancel. But then I'm going to post on Instagram that I'm downtown when I'm just like, girl, if you've got or boy, if you have things to do, like, that's OK. But like, I don't know why you're just like making up excuses and then <laughs> kind of blatantly post on social media that like you're in the same area when you said you were home sleeping. Like, it's just like so childish. And I don't have the energy, especially when I didn't even want to hang out with, with this person. Like, I'm just so over it. But I feel like I've had these similar experiences with a few different people. It's just like, oh, my God, what did everyone become so boring and so sensitive and like so blah? Like, my God, I feel like every time I hang out with every time dramatic, anytime I hang out with a few of these people, which I don't hang out with them often, so it's makes things easier. But the few times that I hang out with these types of people, I'm I the moment I like depart from them and I get on the local bus or the local train or my local Uber comes, I have like the biggest sigh of relief that I'm able to leave and go home and not have to speak to this person. And I feel like that's genuine. (laughs) genuinely hold on hold on, i'm having a stroke and i feel like that's generally a sign that like a friendship is just like there's no need to continue it anymore if like i don't ever want to respond to that person when i hang out with them the moment i leave i feel like oh thank god i don't have to speak or be around that person anymore like and they're not bad people it's just like you're not my people and i certainly can't be your people if i feel this way about you and i feel that way <laughs> with like some of the people i've dated too i'm just like you're not a bad person but you're absolutely not my person because like you drain the life out of me and like having to like placate your childish feelings or i just like i'm just not doing it i'm so i can't which has led me to just like realize (laughs) some of the people that I know just like okay you may be kind of boring right now but I genuinely genuinely my god I cannot speak I genuinely like do enjoy you but you are just kind of boring right now um and it happens everyone goes through their boring phase I feel like I'm in my flop era where I just like I don't have my usual set of energy like I'll still go out I'll still have a good time but like I'm not level 10 Josephine I'm probably like level 6.5 um depending on who the group is and how much they've been complaining and whining and how boring they're being, but whatever. Um, which leads me to (laughs) this event that I went to last weekend. Um, I had a, a former coworker message me and she was like, Oh, I've got tickets to this event. Um, do you want to come? And like, I haven't seen or spoken to this girl probably in like five or six months, but I was like, why not? I love an event. Let's do it. Like everyone else I know is being so boring these days. They're like, why not? no offense to them like I love them obviously I spend most of my time with all these people but everyone's in their boring era and I am too so it's okay but whatever anywho um we ended up going to like the call her daddy unwell event um there was like a movie premiere and then they had like rented out a bar um for everyone to go to so we went we stood in line the line wasn't super long thankfully and we ended up going in and I just saw this like VIP area um, with like a few influencers in there and like a few things of champagne and like no one seemed to be like checking for people going into the VIP section like there was no bouncer there Um, and I was like you know what I'm in my Delulu era and just pretending that I'm someone else honestly (laughs) 
So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk in and sit down and go with it and see what happens. Like, the worst they can do is kick me out of a free event and I can just go back home. Like, okay. Um, So I just walked in, sat down and got on my phone and was just like pretending to text (laughs) because there was no service down there. And I was like, oh, okay. No one stopped me. No one's looking at me. Perfect. And I ended up sitting next to Remy Bader. Um, If you're on TikTok, I'm sure you probably know who she is. Uh, I ended up sitting next to her and her boyfriend, and we ended up chatting for a little bit, kind of just talking about whatever, Um, and it was a good time, and then a few other influencers were there, so Alex Earl was there, obviously Alex Cooper, Um, Charlie or Dixie D'Amelio, one of the D'Amelio sisters was there, and then this like British influencer, who I have no idea who she is, but she seemed to be very popular, Um, and it was just like a great time, they had like bottles of champagne, I was like, I'll have a glass or two or three. Um, and then somehow like that area got overrun with people. And so we ended up moving to another section for the VIP section and ended up sitting there for a while as well. Just like having a great time. It was just a fun time. I was like, I'm so glad that I quote unquote girl bossed my way. (laughs) Um, or my delusional thinking girl bossed me into going into the VIP section, just having the best time, having free drinks the entire night, then going to the next VIP section and just like living it was such a fun time and i need to start doing that more often i feel like i generally do just like in a delusional world of like i'll just walk wherever and see what happens um and this time it was actually not this time i actually did this recently as well i went to the u.s open um if you know anything about me i'm a big tennis girly i'm such a sports girl such a pick me right so cute so chic anywho i went to the u.s open because that's my thing um i got to see Djokovic and coco goff and some other people who I cannot recall. Oh, I saw, can't remember. Did I say Saul? You know I'm sick if I'm speaking that way. <laughs> My God, I need to take more medicine. I got to see them. It was a great time. But anytime I go to the US, I don't know if I should be giving away my secrets on how I get the best seats. But just know that like I do kind of the same thing that I did at the other event. I just kind of work my way into better seats and just sit there and hope for the best. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm not giving any more secrets away because I don't want people to start doing it as well and they start looking into it. But I do this everywhere I go, especially if I have like a Ticketmaster ticket like on my phone and it's blue and it just has the seat number and names. That's all I'm going to say. You can do with that what you will, but that's always an easy way to get yourself into better seats. That's all I'll say. But anywho, I went to the US Open. It was such a great time. But I will say the US Open is getting a little run down with influencers, LOL. And it's getting a little annoying. Like I've been going to the US Open for I think nine years now, if not longer. And the tickets generally like for like the worst seats are probably like $60, $70. They're like $150 for like the worst seats. And I'm like, no offense. Like the people playing aren't even like the best players. Like I didn't even have to spend that much when I saw Serena play last year or when I'd see Roger Federer play like three, three or four years ago. Like the greatest athletes of our time or ever. And those tickets weren't even that expensive. And the people playing right now, like no offense to them, are all flops. So I'm like, why is the US Open becoming so run down? And it's because Fashion Week is around the same time. And Fashion Week has become extremely run down with influencers. No offense to influencers, like do what you got to do. But like, it's becoming very um, pedestrian is the right word to say. So everyone seems to be popping over to the US Open to have their fashion looks, their fashion moments, and I get it, but they're just making tickets so expensive for the people who actually want to be there and understand what's going on and want to see the players play. But 
it was a gorgeous time. I have to make sure to get tickets much earlier on next year because, like, I'm not doing this, pay $170 to be on the left. Like, absolutely not. This is my thing. Scram. Scram. However, I will say, the U.S. Open is filled with attractive people. Attractive people. Because there's so many foreigners that come out of nowhere to see, like, certain TS teams, certain players play. It just brings out these tall, attractive, like, Swedish, German, like, gorgeous, tall-looking people. And I'm like, hello, I have got to marry a tennis player. I feel like that's just, or a tennis coach, I think, would be more likely and would make a little bit more sense. I need to start talking about some of the stories because, like, it's on that tip of my tongue, the tip of my tongue, and I've got to talk about it. So, let's get into some stories. I've decided that the first story is going to be like 15 stories in one because I need to talk about all the breakups that have happened over the past like four or five months. Some of them I'm absolutely distraught about and the others like I kind of saw it coming. Um, But let's start with like the most prevalent one because so much drama is coming out about them and who would have known we would have seen such a dark turn in Joe Jonas. But apparently Joe Jonas filed for divorce, I want to say two, three weeks ago. And it just came out, I think, yesterday or today that Sophie found out about the divorce through the news. Like, she did not know that it was coming. He was not. He didn't tell her. Who knows if that's true? Because they're both like, it was mostly been Joe been putting out stories like she's a bad mom. She's never around. Like, she likes to go out and party, which doesn't make any sense because Joe seems like he likes to party. But there's just been a lot of, like, stories coming out mostly from Joe's side, about Sophie. Um, Also, what happened recently was Miss Sophie Turner went out with... (laughs) I don't want to say Joe's ex because they dated for like two or three months, but she went out with Taylor Swift to a dinner in New York and they were seen out together. That was her first time being seen since the divorce. News has broken. And I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, yes, girl power, girl boss like of course she's gonna link up with taylor like no oh my god you guys have got to get a grip like people this is what i mean when it comes to taylor i don't want to go on a rant about her but i'm just like I'm so tired and fatigued about like taylor breathing and everyone's like she can do anything like please get a grip like i love beyonce but i'm not that crazy like just calm down my god Anywho, they were seen at a dinner together like two or three nights ago and everyone is just like, pardon the graphic phrase I'm about to say, like licking their taints for this. Like it's so unwell. And like, to me, it is giving big loser energy. Like I know it's supposed to be like a big F you like, but it just seems so loser to me. It's like the equivalent of Joe meeting up with Taylor's ex Joe Alwyn or whatever the guy's name is and them going to a dinner together. Like, okay like what's the point what's the point i know it's supposed to be like a big statement but it's just giving loser energy like focus on getting your kids and working on that custody and whatever movie you were filming in london like can we just i'm so tired even if she would have like literally stepped out with beyonce i would have been like this is a loser move on both of your parts like beyonce you know better like it's just like too much i hate when every when celebrities do too much to like make a moment and like let the alleged other person know like i'm fine without you look where i am like girl please please get a grip but this is very sad news i thought these two would kind of be together forever they just had a second child together like i want to say earlier this year or late last year 
Um, so it is very sad. They've been to, they've been married for like four years, I want to say. Very sad. But the more it comes out that they were getting divorced and like what the issues were, the more it kind of makes sense. Like Sophie's always been a very anxious girl from what she said in like a lot of her interviews. She, she doesn't really like to go out that often. She very much so likes to stay home. Um, and Joe literally seems like the opposite. Like this man is always out with his friends at clubs, doing a bunch of TikTok videos. Like this man is, seems to never be home with his kids. Um, so I can kind of see this marriage not working out long term if she kind of wants her husband to be home with her and he's just like, no, I'm going to go out pretty. So that's very sad. Um, I really hope this divorce doesn't get even messier than it is, but it seems to be because it seems as though Sophie is suing Joe for like custody to bring the kids to England. Um, apparently he's not giving her their passports, which like, I guess technically is legal. I think if you're divorcing, you can't just take children outside of the country without the other person's okay and not so i understand why she's suing but this is just like not great i'm not loving this this is gonna be a very messy divorce and i don't i'm this is just sad speaking of other sad divorces hugh jackman and his wife what is his wife's name it's like something so simple and it's on the top of my tongue deborah there we go simple lol um they're getting divorced they've been together for 27 years of marriage like this is one couple in probably the entire world that I never thought would get divorced. This is just like kind of really random and shocking. Like how old is Hugh Jackman? He's probably like, I'm going to say 54. That's my guess. I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to guess. He has to be 54. I know she's a little bit older than him, but like, oh, 67. He's not 67. Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, he's 54 and she's 67. But like, what's going on? They've been together for so long. Like, ugh. I don't want to see Hugh Jackman out there dating. Like, ew. Uh, <laughs> God, ew. Uh, this is just actually depressing. I have no other words than heartbreak. Another heartbreaking divorce. Not divorce. Breakup that happened. That, like, if you're a big Bravo person, you kind of saw coming, but, like, didn't at the same time because it just seemed like this was going to be the perfect match. Carl and Lindsay from Summer House, they were supposed to get married at the beginning of November. He called off the marriage. Um... Is that the right word? The marriage? The, yeah. He called it off. Uh, he apparently called the producers for the show and did it on camera. So we're going to see that next summer. But it's not looking good. Who would have known Carl would make Lindsay look like, the not the hero, but like look like a victim? Because I think we all would have assumed if you've seen the show that like she she doesn't do herself any favors. I'll say that. Um, but it's very, very sad. Like it's a little unwell on Carl's part, but I'm intrigued to see I'm intrigued to find out what the reasoning is, but I don't know. It's just like this summer has just been one breakup divorce after the other. Like, I don't know what is going on in the water. Like, since the strike has happened, I don't know if them being at home and not being able to talk about their work is just taking a toll on people. But like, every single person on the planet is getting divorced. Like, my God, it's crazy. Speaking of divorces that we did see coming, Britney Spears and Sam Ashgari, I want to say is the last name, but who cares because he's always been irrelevant are getting divorced after one year of marriage, but they have been together for like, I want to say seven years, seven, maybe eight years. Um, we all saw this coming. I find it very, in, very interesting. Actually, I don't find this very interesting. I think everyone knew this is what it was because it was like, why is this man with her? Like, it's a little strange. He was holding out and he played the long game. Like, to be fair, I can't judge him. I want to. I can't judge him because women do it all the time. They 
date someone very wealthy, they marry them, they lock them in with something, and then try to get as much money from them. So I understand it. Like, I won't say good on him, because, like, she's already been through enough. But, my God, one year of marriage, and then he's like, oh, okay, I'm out. You're, like, not okay. She hasn't been okay the past 10 years, and you've been front row and center for it. Like, what? It's just sad. She, her book should be coming out anytime soon. I don't know if I'm going to be able to read it, because, like, I had to unfollow Brittany. Like, I'm glad she's free. My God, I'm glad she's free, but... This, like, year and a half, almost two years of her being free has really been depressing to watch. I'm, I can't lie. It's been so disheartening and overwhelming to see her just, like, spiral even more. And it makes sense. Like, she's probably not taking the insane medication that she should have been taking for the past 10 years. And her body and her mind is just switching and not dealing with it okay. But, like, it's just so sad to see. Um, but that divorce, I hope there was a prenup i hope he doesn't get too much out of her like they had no kids so i don't think he'll get that much but it's still it's not depressing but ugh, god just being alive these days is just depressing to be to begin with other divorces that have happened this summer um miss tina knowles beyonce's mom and her husband of i want to say like five years i'm not 100 percent certain on that number are divorcing um i don't know if i'd say that's really shocking like I don't even know who this man is. Apparently he was like, <laughs> when the news came out, his Twitter, he had been like liking um, random like photos of like girls half naked or whatever it was or fully naked. Um, and obviously he's old, so he doesn't realize that like other people can see what you like on Twitter. So he was getting roasted for the things he was liking. Um, but that's not really that shocking. Like it is what it is. Um, another breakup that has happened that again no one really cares about natalie portman and her husband benjamin millipede have broken up who who really cares apparently he was having an affair with a much younger woman allegedly they're trying to make it work but who knows um who else has broken up i'm trying to think i'm trying to think i'm trying to think oh how can i forget about this ariana grande and her husband dalton gomez have broken up i was going to talk about that as a full story but like i'm kind of over it i kind of expected this like ari is not one for long-term relationships if we've noticed that in her past um but it is sad that she's like broken up a marriage to i won't say an ugly man because like everyone has their taste <laughs> but a man who like you wouldn't you wouldn't stop for you wouldn't look twice at if you walked in a bar like you'd be like oh even like that little gremlin in um but they are officially they've officially filed for divorce allegedly officially broke up in february while she was filming wicked in england with this man who's her co-star um if you don't know what this man looks like please go look it up i just like i'm not trying to shame blah, 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 but ew, <laughs> what are we doing here what are we doing here Oh, but speaking of two people that I also didn't think would break up, and they're just, like, two stunning people, um, Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello, that's how you pronounce it, two absolutely stunning people. I'm very depressed that they are getting divorced. I thought they were also going to be two people who stayed together forever. Um, but allegedly, what the, the TikTok articles are saying, that he actually wants kids, and she already had like a very treacherous experience with her ex. Like they, she had frozen her eggs or had embryos and he tried to like sue her to take the embryos and like bring them to full term without her, um, without her, not acceptance. 
without her knowledge or something like that. Um, so I would assume that probably, and she's also like late forties, early fifties. And she already has like a 20 something year old son. I highly doubt she's wanting to start over and have another child at that age. And she was probably very upfront about that. And he's just like, his career hasn't really been doing that much. And he probably wants kids at home. So I would assume that could possibly be the reason for their divorce. It couldn't be anything else. Like, they seem so in love. How sad. Is there anyone else that's broken up that I want to talk about? No, not really. Everyone else, like, they're kind of irrelevant. Sophia Bush broke up with her husband of one year or maybe a year and a half. Honestly, no one cares. Um, Justin Trudeau. Prime Minister of Canada. Um, I will have to go to Canada. I just found out recently that he's like 6'3". I will be going to Canada, even though like I, I do not care about Canada. One of the many countries that I don't care about. But I wouldn't mind being like the first lady, the first mayoress of Canada. Like, why not? Justin Trudeau seems like he's got some jokes in him. He seems like funny. You know what I mean? Watch him be the most boring human being on the planet, but that's okay. Like, as long as I'm mayoress of Canada... I'll make it work, you know? Oh, and Kyle, um, Kyle Richards and Mauricio are separating. Allegedly, she's a lesbian, and that's why they're divorcing. We'll find out on this newest season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But there's just so much going on. Like, oh my God. Okay, let's actually get into, like, actual stories that I need to talk about. I think the story has been so interesting to me that I'm about to discuss because this came out like a week or two ago and quite literally no one cares. It's so interesting how certain people are just like not impacted by getting canceled by horrible behavior, but certain people are. It's wild. But the Rolling Stone did an article on Jimmy Fallon, everyone who everyone loves, um, about his workplace behavior. Was that even English? Workplace behavior? Yes. Um, And how it was like chaos and they had like crying rooms because he was like such a menace. Like if he had good days, they were good. If they were bad days, like people were running around like unwell. But most of like the claims came from like 30 previous and current staffers saying like he was horrible to them. Like some of them were saying how they'd been suicidal, like working for him. Um, They said that he was a drunk, like to the point where they messaged, messaged, ill. They had reported it to HR multiple times and nothing was ever really done about it. But to be fair, everyone has known, well, I don't know if everyone has known this because I think this was shocking for a lot of people, but I have known that Jimmy Fallon was a drunk for years. Like anytime they do like um, red carpet stories where, where it's like at the Met or like somewhere where everyone goes and they just like have a great time, Whenever they get asked the question, like, oh, who had the best time? Like, who was the drunkest? Everyone always says Jimmy Fallon. Like, he always gets the drunkest. And obviously, you're out having a good time. But, like, if you're the drunkest every single time you go out and everyone, everyone is saying it's you, like, there probably is something bleeding into work. Like, the way he is on the show, like, it is level lovable a little bit it's laughable because it just like seems like such an affable guy but it also is like he can't really pay attention to the story he's always butting in and like recapping what the person just said he's always just like giggling to himself and that's not someone's personality just in general like that's drinking and i'm sure he's a fun drunk i would assume but being a fun drunk and like an actual alcoholic does lead to like okay like that's gonna turn to a dark side at some point so i can understand why these people are just like yikes jimmy yikes however so this article came out and jimmy's very i will say he's he was very smart to get ahead of it pretty quickly like 
he apparently like the next day or two days afterwards had like done an all hands meeting with his um, team and like the people that work underneath him and had apologized and said, if I made anyone feel uncomfortable or if I made people feel this way, I'm so sorry. And we haven't heard anything since. Like there's been like updates of people being like, oh, like we still don't forgive him. Like he's still a horrible boss, but like we still need a job. So like, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like working on a late night show is for most writers, like the, the cream of the crop. Like it doesn't really get any better than that. Um, it's just unfortunate that some of the people that they have to work with, especially their boss, is just like a drunk who can't get his life together. <laughs> like, it's sad, but it's not shocking. Like Jimmy has that energy. He just like needs to get a grip and stop drinking at work. Like drink the moment you get off. But my God, you just have to be on for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. You can't not drink. You can't like sober up. My God, I would love that job being a drunk and just interviewing people. I'm pretty much doing it now. I interview Ginger when I'm drunk all the time. I want to get paid for it. Um, so that's the that's the deal with Jimmy. This happened like two, three weeks ago and nothing has happened. Like he won't get canceled the way Ellen got canceled. I don't even know if Ellen got canceled. She just had like a reckoning for her and we haven't really heard or heard from her since. But like she was already retiring. She was at the end of her career. She's made millions upon millions. Like she's sad. She doesn't really have to care about getting another job. So... It's not going to affect her. But still, Jimmy just seems to be untouchable. Unless it was something like he was being inappropriate with like female staffers, then I think there would have been more of a reckoning. But it's just like, okay, he's like a mean guy and he's a drunk. He's a bad boss, but he's not doing anything like actually inappropriate. He's just a bad boss. So <laughs> you can't really cancel him for that. You can just like see him for his true colors. Like this seems to be the thing with a lot of the late night, um, I was going to say presenters, late night talk show hosts. I hope nothing comes out about like Stephen Colbert or any of them, but this, it's like the same thing with um, James Corden. Like we found out this like funny guy, this big musical theater guy is just like a gremlin and it's like so mean to everyone and just the worst when like when they're on camera, they're just like the funniest, nicest people. Like this seems to be a trend and I'm not loving it. Like <laughs> I'm not going to say they have an easy job because like, well, you know, I will. I've been ranting about this recently. Like, unless you're like a doctor or like an engineer or like an architect or like a firefighter, I'm trying to think of other like very, or like a pilot, things that you don't have to study like 10 years for. Like no one could just like read a quick book and do what this person does immediately. Like most jobs are not that hard. It gets so, I'm going on a tangent, but follow me, please. Most jobs are not that hard. I hate when people just complain like, oh, this is so difficult. Like, I hate this. Like, I hate my boss. I hate, like, life is not easy. Jobs are not going to be the most fun. Like, <laughs> it's not hard if you know how to do it. Like, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days. That is a part of being a human and the human experience. Like, it's up and down for a reason. So <laughs> it's just, like, so idiotic when people complain about how hard their jobs. I'm like, Unless you're a doctor, I don't want to hear you complaining. Like, the only person that I allow to complain, and even then I'm like, you only have two stories to tell me, is my sister, who is a doctor, working with children who are dying. Like, then I'm like, yeah, your job is hard. You have to study for 45 years to do this job. And what you do is life or death. So, yes, you can complain about how hard it is. If you have to, like, send a few emails and your boss is just, like, not responding timely or is not the nicest to you, like, okay get a grip, clock out when your time is out, 
have a glass of wine, watch a movie, get get a dog. Like, stop complaining. Life is not that hard. All this to say, being a talk show host cannot be that difficult. Like, you have a team of, what, like 80 people writing your jokes for you, telling you what to say, dressing you, putting you in makeup, and you have to sit at a desk for an hour and talk to celebrities who are most likely your friends and make conversation. Like, and hopefully be a good person. Like, it's not that hard. Why... Why is it being so difficult for... Is that a sentence? Yeah. Why is it so difficult for celebrities to, like, clock into the human experience? Like, I get it. Like, you just have people around you who are just yes people, like, gassing you up 24-7. But, like, my God. Do you not have siblings that just, like, roast you? My God. Even at my even at my best, my siblings are always like, could be better. <laughs> like, bringing me back to Earth. I do the same thing with everyone I know. Like... Do you not have siblings that just, like, roast you? Or parents who are just like, okay, get a grip. Like, that was good, but calm down. Like, my God. Jesus. Maybe that should be my next business venture. Like, bringing people back to reality. You know, like a like a weekend boot camp of getting a grip. You know what? Trademark. Tra- trademark that idea right now. I got to get onto it. Anywho, um, that's my story with Jimmy. He's not going to be canceled. Lucky him. I mean, there's no reason for him to be canceled. Unlike our next story, Miss Lizzo, like this did come out, I want to say a month or two ago. I'm behind. I got to catch up on all the stories, but this is one of the stories that I had to talk about. Um, So I'm sure you've heard, and if you haven't, I'm going to briefly discuss it and kind of talk about why this is so beyond problematic. And people are just like, well, if you didn't want to do it, this person is whatever. Let's let's just get into it. Um, So Lizzo is being, I want to say sued by some of her former dancers um, and people that have worked underneath her for just like beyond inappropriate behavior. Like some of the stories are like she took them to um, like a burlesque, like red light show or something in like Amsterdam where they have one of the dancers on the stage, like has a dancers, one of the performers on the stage at this event or whatever has like a banana in their, in their pussy (laughs) and they like shoot it out. And apparently Lizzo forced, well, aggressively suggested that they eat the banana that just came out of this girl's vagina um and like fat shaming her dancers and just being like an absolute menace to them and a bunch of other allegations and i think when this news came out everyone was shocked because lizzo was like body positive and like just so happy to be here and just like as some people would call her a ray of light me however i can't tell if this is just because like this is going to lead me to another rant. I don't want to say I'm cynical because I don't think I am. Um, But I just like take everything with a grain of salt. And I feel like that is something that is being lost on people recent, not recently, but just as a society, like everyone is just like, if you're handed something, you're just supposed to allegedly say that it's great. And it was amazing. And I was like, maybe it wasn't. Like, can we just look at this without rose-colored glasses on? Like, this wasn't great. Like, like, let's just admit it. Like, there's nothing wrong with saying something is bad if it's not good. Like, it seems to be a thing with everyone I know. I'm like, oh, did you enjoy the show? Yeah, it was like the best show. I was like, okay, but they could barely say their lines. And, like, you could see the the back of the, um, the set falling apart. But you thought it was good. Yeah, it was great. I'm like okay, like, are we just not doing any critical thinking anymore? Like, what's going on? It drives me insane. Anywho, all this to say, I did not believe in Lizzo's shtick of, like, 
body positivity. Like, I'm going to be that girl. And I just want to say, because what I've got to say is going to come off very, very cruel. And I don't mean it to be. I'm just just stating obvious facts very quickly. I, I feel like this is kind of very similar to the Ellen thing where it's like, if your whole personality is based off of one maybe movement or one thing, Ellen's thing was be positive and be kind. And she was like a bitch behind the scenes or just to everyone else. I feel like it's hard to keep up with one solid movement or like a thesis, I should say, on who you are and what you stand for, especially if it's not something that it's you want you wanted to take on. It was kind of placed upon you because of whatever circumstances. And I feel as though that was Lizzo's situation. Like before she became famous with her song, she was like homeless in a car and she had been trying to perform for years and no one took her seriously. Um, and no one cared because she was a bigger girl. And I feel like because she became famous and everyone was like, oh, it's so impressive that she can do this for a big girl. That just became her thing. Like it was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to be known for I can sing, I can kind of dance, I can play the flute, and I've got a bit of a personality, and it's only working for me because people see it, care about it more because I'm a big girl and I can do it, they're going to give me more attention. So she kind of had to take on that stick of body positivity, whatever, 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 and it's like, and it was just something she was constantly preaching, and like her music, and everything she was doing, to the point where it's like, this doesn't feel real. Like she had her, um, what's it called? She had, I want to say it's on Amazon or maybe Hulu. She had like a documentary of like her dancers, like for the big girls or something like that. Of just like casting bigger girls, um, for like her backup dancers or whatever. And like in her song, she's like, Oh, skinny bitches, whatever, whatever. It's just like, I just, from, from her music and her persona, I was like, this is not who she is. She's just having to be this spokesperson because that's how she's getting attention. So I could see her like, not to say body shaming, but like kind of self-hating this. Like I would not want to be someone who's generally, why can I, why can I not say generally and genuinely in the right sentence today? I wouldn't want to be someone who's genuinely talented, but they're just, they're just going to be like, oh, well, you're talented for this type of person. It's like getting the compliment. Oh, you're pretty for a black girl. You're pretty for a Chinese girl. You're pretty for this. It's like, you're just pretty. You don't have to add on whatever it is because it kind of makes you hate the other part of that sentence. You know what I mean? And I could see her just being like self-hating and taking it out on her dancers who are bigger. Like she was saying they needed to be smaller or they need to be big. Like it, I could see her doing that, unfortunately, because like having to have that persona all the time for the past, what, six or seven years that she's kind of been like really big and famous. I could see that turning in on itself at some point. You can't keep up that persona for very long. Um, so I'm intrigued to see what goes on with this story and what's going on because unfortunately i feel like when stories come out like this about someone there's generally generally there we go people who will come out and like defend the person and unfortunately no one has come out to defend her like there's just been more and more people that she's worked with dancers like dance captains directors and things like that who have come out and said like she was very difficult to work with she was very mean she was very whatever 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 and that's never a good thing she ended up posting i think like a week or two after all this came out saying like these allegations are not true um this is calling into my work ethic and my morals like you would never say this if i were a man and i want to get into that very very quickly before we get into other stories because we're already 43 minutes in and we have so many much other stories to talk about but i want to say if this were a man who had done these things like taking their dancers or dancers taking people on their team because at the end of the day 
this is your boss and these are your employees on this situation. If my boss took me to a strip club and forced me to do something and it was a man, the way these stories would have been much crazier than what it was. Everyone was like, everyone was saying, well, these people were full grown adults. Like they didn't have to do this. Like they didn't, they weren't forced to put the banana in their mouth or they weren't forced to like touch a dancer's naked body when they didn't want to. They're full, fully grown adults. And it's like, I understand that. But if a woman had said this about a male boss, you guys would be like, I can't believe he did that. That's so inappropriate. That's so this. I can't believe he would force these girls to do that. But because it's a woman, I'm I'm a woman supporting woman when it needs to be supported. I'm not just going to support someone blindly. Okay. But because it's a woman, they're like, oh, well, they they didn't have to. They were female dancers as well, touching other female dancers. So like, no, we need to have the same line for both sides of everything. It's very frustrating. Like this cancel culture and what we want to decide, which is okay and what's not okay. Like, this is not okay. If I'd come home and told my friends like, yeah, my boss took me to a strip club and like forced me to touch male dancers, like private parts, you'd be like, oh, you you need to talk to HR and you need to sit. Like we would have a full conversation about it. It wouldn't be just like, well, you could have left. Like what? <laughs> it's so insane. Like, Anywho, Lizzo, um, I hope for your sake that these don't end up actually being true. Maybe they're not, but if they are true and it seems like they are, this is not a great look. And I'm horrified and I'm disgusted. And let's move on to the next story. Danny Masterson from That 70s Show has been uh, convicted of rape. Is that even the right sentence? Yeah. Convicted of rape and he's going to be in jail for 50 years. Um, not shocking. I'm glad a little bit of justice is finally being served. However, the drama is mostly coming around, um, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, and actually like three or four other people from the show, like the mother from the show and a few other people have, were asked to write a letter from Danny Masterson's either wife or his mother to send in a letter of like, to just kind of talk about, um, like a character reference. There we go. Um, to the court just to kind of help out the sentence um, on behalf of Danny's like eight-year-old daughter. Um, And Ashton and Mila and a few other people, they did write a letter kind of saying how the man they knew was a great man and like an upstanding guy and blah, 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 blah. But the man is convicted of rape, like (laughs) not once, but multiple times. Um, and a lot of other drama has come out along, alongside this because some woman who I think either dated Danny like years and years ago, or was like very close friends. I'm not quite certain on the connection. I can't remember at this point in my life and I don't feel like looking it up, but she had like posted on her Instagram saying how she was like absolutely disgusted with Ashton Kutcher and he should be lucky that she's not talking about some of the things she knows because apparently there was like someone who had overdosed years ago and Ashton had like pulled up to the place and saw that the person was not alive and called Danny um, and told him like he doesn't know what to do. So he left. Um, he didn't kill the woman, but he saw the woman was dead and didn't like call the police or say anything. Um, so that's the alleged story on that. And they have not responded to that in this letter. Mila and Danny, oh my God, Mila and Ashton were just talking about like how great of a guy he was. And it's like, what is going on right now? So the internet has, as they should, found the letter, we've read it, and it was just absolutely horrifying. And they have been 
getting a lot of shit for it, but as they should. So they decided to, they posted a video to their social of them kind of explaining why they wrote the letter um, and how it was really hard for them, but they were asked to do it on behalf of someone's family, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, this has nothing to do with you. Like remove yourself from the situation. Like absolutely not. And it's just not a good look in general. And I was actually talking about this the other night with a friend and it was like, just because a person isn't bad or doesn't do anything inappropriate to you doesn't mean that you have to look past that. And I feel like this happens a lot with some situations where it's like, well, they weren't mean to me. Like, why would he be mean to you? Why would he be inappropriate to you? Why would he try and drug you and then rape you? Like, you have nothing to offer him. You're also his close friends and you're also in the public eye. Like, why would he do anything bad to you guys like it just like made no sense to me and i don't really understand that line of thinking like when it comes to rape like once once and done but there's certain things when you realize like a friend i should say let's give that example let's say you have a friend who like um let's say they steal they steal things all the time and like the first time they did it it was like oh it's cute it's whatever like okay i don't even actually if i'd say it's cute but you just kind of look past it like oh, it's one thing it's like you get over it but then you realize there's like constantly stealing, they're stealing from friends, they're stealing from like strangers. And it's like, after you do something once and once you do it twice, it's a pattern. Like that's just the type of person you are. And like, if I notice, I'm like, I don't want to be friends with someone like that. Like they can't be trusted. Like I don't want to feel like I can't bring them into my home. I don't want to feel like I can't leave things around them because they're going to take something like remove yourself from that. And you're no longer a part of it. I don't understand why you would write a letter and be like, oh, he was great to us. Well, he wasn't to the people that he raped. Like, what? (laughs) I just don't understand that. Like, no, 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 no. It's just not a good look for them. Since all that has come out and they've just like continually, I don't know if I'd say have gotten canceled because I think they're too far into their careers and um, their celebrity to really be canceled. But since all this backlash has come out about them, they have stepped down from their organization that like helps people um, who have been like abused and things like that. They've stepped back from this situation. And I feel like just since that has all happened, a lot of like old interviews about Ashton and Danny and Mila have come out and it's just like, oof, this is not a good luck. Granted, this was like 20 something years ago when they were young and like when you're young, you do and say dumb things, but there's just so many videos and it's not looking good for Ashton. Honestly, it's not looking good, especially with the um, the book that Demi Moore had written year, um, like two years ago because um, they were married, I believe, for a few years. And she, their stories allegedly saying that like Ashton tried to force her into like threesomes, like inappropriate things. So just like, it's not looking great for him that he's backing up a rapist, you know? And Mila is getting like, brought into the crossfires it's just like not great for either of them um and i hope they do better speaking of people who need to do better drew barrymore needs to get a goddamn grip so since the strike has been happening um the show her show drew the drew barrymore show (laughs) has been off the air and i want to say like a week or two ago it came out that she was going to go back um to the show and start like doing episodes because there are 
is it non-union people or is it union non-union people who work for her who still need to get paid like they haven't had a show in i want to say the past three four months i want to say um to stand in solidarity with the writers but there are people who are non-union who work on that show who need to get paid as well like they can't feed their kids they can't pay their bills like it's it's hard out here for for all of us but like it's not great especially if she can go on the show and do it so she said that she was going to go back to the show a week or two ago and like everyone is coming for her for this like it's not a good look because if the show ends up being successful it kind of proves that you don't really need the writers for these types of things like it kind of validates the point for like the bigger media companies that we don't need the writers um so it's just like not a great look and it's also like you said you were going to stand in solidarity with them very loudly very proudly so you need to continue to do that and so since then like a lot of other celebrities have like been roasting the absolute (laughs) shit out of her um and so she posted something on her page being like this was my decision to go back to my show, blah, 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 blah. And then she's getting roasted. So then three days later, she deleted that post and she posted a video of her like crying being like, well, I just want to get, she just like starts whining about who knows who cares. And so now she's decided to not go back to her show after all this fuss. And it's like, girl, stand for something. If you want to go back to the show for the reasoning of, you want to get the people who are still working for you paid, then stand by that and say that and stick to it. These celebrities these days, like they stand for nothing. They're so, and I understand why they're so wishy-washy because like they do the wrong thing and they're canceled. Like all their deals are taken back. This society we live in is just so cut and dry for certain things and certain people. And it's just, it is hard, but like, my God, my God, I would love to know where someone stands on a certain issue. Like people are just so wish-washy and weak these days it's so disheartening and it's so boring like okay if you stand for something stand for it like it is what it is like you're not killing people like it's just not a good look but it is what it is move on speaking of not a good look allegedly um the reality tv stars are wanting to do a strike as well because they think they should get paid more if their show is more successful and what I'm about to say is going to be a very, very hot take. And I know I'm in, per usual, the minority on this. Everything I say is a hot take. Well, sometimes. But I aggressively disagree with this. Um, not every company is a great company to work for. If they say, hey, we are going to pay you, let's say, $80,000 to do a 12-episode reality TV show for us, and that is what you'll get. And you say, yes, I would love to do that. You put in effort to try and make the show the best you can for the agreed amount. And then you walk away. If the show is a flop, it's a flop. They took, they took a risk on giving you that amount and it is what it is. But if the show is amazing... That doesn't mean they should go back to their to the drawing board and pay you more for something you already agreed to do. Like everyone knows when it comes to reality shows, like you either make it or you make it. And if you don't, you don't like most of the women, they will become influencers. They'll be on TikTok and Instagram selling you teas and random things and go on influencer trips and like doing all that thing, doing all those things. And men can kind of do the same thing or they can kind of go back to their regular life and continue to work. But like, it is not guaranteed. There are a lot. There are millions of companies that like they pay you to do a job. You do the job well. They don't have to pay you more. They can give you a bonus, 
But a lot of companies don't do that. They're like, we asked you to do your job and you did your job and you got paid for that because you agreed to do that. That doesn't mean you get paid more just because you turned out to be great. Like, I'm sorry. I know that might be a really hot take, especially for reality TV people. They're going to be like, well, we should get paid more if we brought in millions of dollars and whatever. Like, you shouldn't. Like, I'm sorry. You, you shouldn't. You got paid to do your job. If I work at a company, I do that. Like, it is what it is. I know this is a really hot take, but like everyone is striking to see how much they, we're getting a little greedy. Like, I don't think the writers are being greedy because they're not getting paid for the things they're doing. And I don't think the actors are being greedy because like if you're not Leonardo DiCaprio or Jennifer Lawrence, like you aren't really getting paid that much if you're like an extra or whatever, like you can barely pay your bill. So like, I feel like they should get paid more and they should whatever. I agree with that. But I feel like all these people are just trying to, not unionize, all these people are trying to strike to see how much they can get because everyone is striking right now. And it's like, this country, this world is a shit show. Like all these companies are doing layoffs because we're in a recession. Like the mental health crisis is at an all time peak. Like nothing is going great. And all these people want to be like, let's go on strike. So we can't get our groceries. We can't watch our TV. We can't get our mail. We can't literally do anything because everyone wants to go on strike. Like, People, read the fine line. If it's not something you want to do, go into another field. Like, we've got to get a hold of ourselves. Like, it's too much at this point. It's too much. Oh, my God. I had to get that off my chest. I've really been thinking about it so aggressively recently. But I really want to quit. <laughs> you guys, I'm not okay today. Like, I'm really not okay. I very quickly want to talk about the story that I saw online, like, a few weeks ago. Because, like... Me, amongst probably the entire world, were beyond confused. Whoopi Goldberg ended up going on um, Raven Simone's podcast, and Raven made a comment about how, about um, Whoopi's sexuality, saying that she was a lesbian. And Whoopi was like, I'm not a lesbian. What are you talking about? And that was the most shocking information I think I've heard in a very long time, because that's like... (laughs) She's a lesbian. Like, what? I just assumed as well. I ended up looking up into Whoopi's dating history, and Whoopi's got game. Like, I literally looked up Whoopi Goldberg dating history. She's dated Frank Langella. She dated Ted Danson. She's also dated, um, okay, these people are irrelevant, Danny Glover, Bill Duke, Alvin Martin. She's dated so many interesting looking men, honestly. David Claesison, who's actually kind of attractive. Oh, is he not alive anymore? Oh, he is. They dated for like three years. It's not confirmed that she's a lesbian. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is brand new information. And like, I'm kind of shook. She just like really gave off like butch energy. Like such a strong willed woman. But apparently Whoopi Goldberg is straight. And the world will somehow continue to spin, but like, that's kind of crazy. Um, I have a few other stories that I want to quickly get into. I had so many recaps that I wanted to do, but this is just going to end. Ha- oh my God. This is just going to have to end up being a part one and a part two of an episode. Cause I have like 15 other stories to talk about, but let's get into the final few. Um, I very quickly want to talk about Kylie and the Kardashians. I can't go an episode without talking about them, even though like there's nothing interesting to talk about. Um, I think since the last time we spoke on this podcast, I have not updated you that Kourtney Kardashian is pregnant with her one, two, three. I want to say third or fourth child with Travis Barker. They've been married for a year, I believe. Um, good for them. Don't care. Um, however, uh, what else is in the Kardashian news? Let's think. Kim is allegedly dating um, o- Odell or Obel. 
Odell Beckham. Um, really embarrassing for her because he's been known to like to shit on women while they're having sex. So have fun with that, Kimmy. Um, she's still in her flop era. Like it's, she had a great like twenty year run, but like she, nothing she could do right now would be interesting like at all. She is starring in um, AHS. What does that stand for? American Horror Story. And apparently she's doing an okay job, but like literally no one cares. The only interesting Kardashian at the moment is a Jenner and that's Kylie because she's officially come out with dating Timmy, Tim, Tim, Timmy Chalamet. Um, they were seen at Beyonce's concert for her birthday. Um, just like kissing and making out having a cute old grand time. And they've been going out a little bit more. They're kind of a cute couple. Like they're kind of gross. Cause like she's a mother of two and he's just like a skinny, skinny little guy who's known for giving everyone at NYU gonorrhea. Um, <laughs> allegedly, of course. Um, it's just like a weird couple, but they're kind of cute, but kind of disgusting at the same time. I'm intrigued to see how this goes. I feel like there's going to be a hard launch for like Thanksgiving or Christmas around like their infamous party. I could see that being like the, the big thing for them. Uh, but also another big news, Kylie is openly being friends with Jordan Woods again after like the cancellation of Jordan for not having an affair, but like casually hooking up with Chloe's baby daddy years ago. Um, and they just, she was kind of like shunned from the family, but they're being friends again. They went out to a dinner, a few dinners. They were doing a little bit of fashion week together. Um, so I, I'm happy for them, I guess. That's kind of like a strange friendship to go back to after publicly being like called a whore and being kicked out of your house because she lived with Kylie. And, but she's had like such a glow up and such a new way of life that I feel like maybe she's in a better place. She won't just be Kylie's sidekick. I think she will forever be Kylie's sidekick, but hopefully this friendship is more on like a little bit more equal ground than it was before. And we'll see how it goes, but it is what it is. They're together, they're popping. Kendall is still dating Bad Bunny, to which I don't understand what they even talk about because Bad Bunny seems um, eclectic is the word I'll use. And Kendall just seems like the most boring person on the planet, but to each their own. Speaking of boring people that I very quickly need to talk about, um, Taylor <laughs> I know my girly pot, Bethany Rose is not going to like that, but get over it. You know where I stand. Um, Taylor Swift is allegedly dating Travis Kelsey. I don't know if I care about this story, but I had to report it for those who want to know. Next, people that like I generally love, but she's just kind of annoying me with this story. So Blake Lively has this like non-alcoholic company called Betty Buzz, which is just like really good lemonade apparently. And it has like a few different flavors. And she is notorious for not drinking. Like she doesn't drink at all, but she's made this company into an alcoholic version as well. And she was like, I don't drink, but you guys should drink this. And I don't like this way of like, oh, let's hop on that canned cocktail business because it's booming right now when you don't drink. Like JLo did the same thing. She has like a wine, I think it's wine company. And she also does not drink. And her husband is also a recovering alcoholic. So it's just like really strange to me. And I feel like I don't really understand why Blake is doing this, especially if Ryan not Gosling, Reynolds has like a million companies. So, but he has gin company aviator. It's just like kind of strange. Like I don't really get the point of doing that. And I also have never seen Betty Buzz in any store. It's one of those things that you have to order online, which 
kind of defeats the purpose of the canned cocktail. I don't have to order it and wait for it to come in six days. I want to go to the local bodega or the local liquor store and pick it up. Um, so it's just like not a great look for Miss Blake Lively. That's giving big loser energy. But I still love her, even though she's really boring. I still love her. I think she's so gorgeous, but I'm bored. Speaking of bored, I'm going to end with this because we're already pretty deep in and there's so many more stories I'm talking about, but I'm just going to talk about another time. I want to say that I don't think we will ever have, I think I might've said this on the podcast before, but I don't think I went in depth and I'm not going to go, whatever. Um, I don't think we will ever have a celebrity rephrase. I think we will ever have another movie star ever again. I think that concept is dead Um, it's been retired for probably the last like 10 plus years. And the reasoning for that is unfortunately social media. I think the fact that we can see and know so much about celebrities lives and what they're doing, where they're going, what they're eating, like whose ass they're licking on a Wednesday night. The fact that we know and can see so much at every moment of every day kind of takes away that movie star power, that aspect of like, we're only going to see them when they're on the red carpet and when they're doing a movie and they're doing like a press junket. And then after that, we don't see them. And that's what made movie stars like just so interesting and just like, oh my God. But we see them everywhere now. Like we see what, what they're making for their children on a Wednesday night. Like we see them going out to dinner with their parents and their friends, friends. We see them going on vacation with other celebrities. Like we see too much of them. Unfortunately, they're too, is palpable the right word? I think it is. They're just like too palpable. They're just too in our faces on TikTok, on Instagram, trying to keep up with the trends, trying to stay relevant. Like I understand it, but it kind of takes away from the, the movie star aspect and power. Like I feel like because I see and I know them so well, it's hard. I know them so well. Ew. I feel as though I know them so well because of their social media and seeing them so much. I feel as though it's kind of difficult to differentiate that when seeing them in a movie. I feel like that's how I feel about um, Joaquin Phoenix, even though he's not really on social media that I know of or I really see him. I feel like with the Joker, when they came out a few years ago, I was like, I really feel like I can see him acting. Like, it doesn't seem natural or normal. And I feel like as though I can see that with a lot of other actors and actresses now because I see so much of them. Just like, I'm aware that you're acting now. Before, I like I knew you were, I'm going to see a movie and I want to be transported into this world. But I'm very much so aware of the fact that this is not you and that you like to stay home and drink uh, Kentucky whiskey and your favorite meal is this. Like, I'm very aware of who you are and your mannerisms. So it's just like hard to see the difference between it between it i just feel as though that's kind of the same thing when it comes to like movies and tv shows because we have so many um services services what's the word i'm services so many streaming services thank you since we have so many streaming services it also makes it hard to like come together to be obsessed with one thing when it comes to like movies or tv shows like the way i used to come home from school and make sure I had my work done. I'd had dinner and I was sat in front of the TV to watch like Grey's Anatomy or to watch Gossip Girl at like 7 p.m. on the CW or the ABC on a Thursday night. And we were all watching and we would all talk about it the next day. And we had this week of like suspense of, oh, what's going to happen? Like we won't have that again because things just drop. Even if like shows are trying to go back to once a week, we still are not watching it at the same time. Like there's no rush to watch it. And there's no excitement for like movies and television anymore. Like movies and television has been my life. Like I have two huge like DVD, like 
not bookcase holders, but like cases full of movies and TV shows that I was obsessed with. Like when Black Friday would come along every year that I was before like we had Netflix and things like that, I would save all my money for like months and buy as many movies and as many TV shows as I possibly could and just be so excited to go to the movies with my friends on a Friday night. And like, it was just that time we will never get back. We will never have that thrill, that excitement for anything ever again. Like we have all these new movies coming out and there'll be series and there's no excitement around it. We will never have that excitement like we had for Harry Potter or Twilight or The Hunger Games where people are selling their souls or like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like we're not staying up till midnight to go to the theater to, bu- to buy a ticket weeks in advance to sit and watch this movie and all be so excited. Like you go to the movies and like there's a few people in there like Barbie. Everyone was kind of excited about an Oppenheimer because they made it an event. But like we haven't had anything like that in so long. And I don't think we will. Again, like, it's really depressing. We're kind of over that phase of, like, excitement. It's just the same old same. And it's only going to get worse. And I'm, like, very, I don't want to say scared because that's so dramatic. Like, please get a grip. But I'm very disappointed at where our culture and where our excitement is being led to these days. And I don't like it. I'm going to go on the record and say I do not like it. And I would not me sounding like an absolute boomer, but I would like to go back to the good old days. Like, I miss it. And this is my plea for the aliens to come down and take me away. I consent to it. I would prefer it as long as my dog can breathe on whatever universe you're taking me to or whatever planet. We would like to go. Oh, and I hope that there's drinking allowed there because, like, I'm going to need to drink. Other than that, like, aliens come take me. I, You know where I live. Wink, wink. Um, come get me. Hello. And hopefully you guys are attractive because I can make that work. Believe me, the gremlins on this this country, this universe, this planet. Please, I'll take an alien any day. Good God. Okay, I actually have plans and I've got things to do tonight. So I'm going to try and do another episode of all the, all the other things that I wanted to talk about. There's shows I need to talk about, I guess. Um, there's a few other stories that I must discuss. So that'll come eventually. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's been so long since I've got to jibber-jabber, gib-gab with you guys. And goodbye, my dears.